You're going to disagree with some of these, maybe a lot of these strongly, but I have predicted who will be the best player at every position for the Miami Hurricanes in 2023. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't ruin a Friday, even though I'm fighting through the most persistent cold ever. So if I lose my voice completely halfway through this episode, you have been warned. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers who are here with us six, sometimes seven days a week. Locked on Canes is available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, I'm totally stealing this from my colleague, Lefty Liam, at allhurricanes.com. But, you know, he wrote about this earlier this week, and he asked in our All Hurricanes group chat, who will be the best Miami Hurricane at each position in the 2023 football season? And I'm going to give you guys my strong predictions here. Now, I'm not going to go through each of all 22 positions. Like, I'll give you best interior offensive linemen, best offensive tackle, best interior defensive lineman, best edge, et cetera, best safety, not best strong safety, best free safety, because uh, I, I think it's just a little bit more fun this way. It's a little bit more of a, an exclusive list, right? So, all right, let's start with uh, one of the easier ones, okay? Now, some of you might even argue this, but best quarterback, it's going to be Tyler Van Dyke this year. And hopefully this year, TVD is, you know, able to stay healthy the full season. A lot of that is going to have to do with the blocking he gets in front of him because I don't really blame Tyler for getting hurt last year. The offensive line hung him out to dry, and that shoulder kept getting injured and re-injured. He is healthy. Tyler Van Dyke gives the Miami Hurricanes the best chance to win when he starts at quarterback. And I think with the new weapons that they're surrounding him with and with a better offensive line, TVD is going to survive and thrive in 2023. Okay, so some of these get tougher. Best running back this year. I'm going to give you a bit of a cop-out answer on this one. I think overall through the body of the season coming up, best running back is going to be Henry Parrish. Henry Parrish was the primary starter last year. Uh, out of the guys who were available for spring football, which weren't a lot, Henry Parrish looked really, really good. And I think he's even improving himself heading into the 2023 season. I believe he will begin the season as the starter. He has competition there, of course, if Don Chaney can stay healthy. A.J. Allen from Nebraska transferred in. He's a really good looking back. Uh, you know, I don't know at what point we're going to see Trevante Citizen this year as he recovers. Uh, and you got a couple freshmen coming in. So I'm going to say overall, Henry Parrish will be the best running back on Miami's roster this year, but it's a good committee. But here's where I'm going to say I'm going to give you a little bit of a cop-out. I think by the end of the season, by late November, Mark Fletcher is going to be the guy we look back on over the last couple weeks and say, okay, now that's the guy here. That's how strongly I feel about Fletcher. He's true freshman. He wasn't there for spring football. So I think it's going to take him maybe a couple months and a handful of games to get his comfort uh, and get his rhythm behind him. But I think overall this year perish, but I think Fletcher is going to come on late and that's going to be the guy who's going to be turning heads in the final month of the season. Wide receiver. Despite all the talent Miami has added at that position, and, you know, despite a couple of talented true freshmen coming in, X, Xavier Restrepo, that's my answer. 
And I didn't want to separate the slot guys from the outside guys because, again, this is more fun if it's more of an exclusive list. I'm going to say Mr. Reliable, uh, Xavier Restrepo, is going to be the wide receiver who has the best year this year. There are other candidates to jump out. I love Shamar Kirk and Tyler Harrell with his blazing speed that Miami have added. I love the spring that Colby Young just had. Jacoby George, same thing. Isaiah Horton is sneaking up on the rest of that group, but... I'm going to say Xavier Restrepo, fully healthy this year. If he can stay that way, that's going to be the best wide receiver on Miami's roster. Tight end. Uh, I'm going to go with the easiest answer for this one, Elijah Arroyo. And I do think he's going to be fully recovered from his knee injury in time for fall camp and in time for the season. Uh, you know, he would have uh, really made things interesting between him and Will Mallory last year had he not injured his knee in September. I think Elijah Arroyo is the guy who's going to stand out and be the best overall tight end on the roster this year. Offensive tackle. Oh, we got some choices on this one. How about this? I'm going to go with CC. Francis Maui Goa. I'm going to go with Francis Maui Goa. Believe it or not, the true freshman. I'm going to go with him to be the best offensive tackle. Now, I say that because when it comes to Zion Nelson after last year, I've got to see Zion get through a full season healthy before I believe it. Whereas Maui Goa comes in from high school, IMG Academy, 6'3", 345 pounds. The guy had an amazing spring. He's a tank. He's wise beyond his years. I'm going to go with the true freshman, CeCe Mauingoa, to be the best offensive tackle this year. For the best interior offensive lineman, this one was not easy because I could have gone with either of the two newcomers, okay? But I'm going to go with Matt Lee. There's just something special about the spring that Lee had and the relationship he's building, center quarterback exchange with Tyler Van Dyke, and this guy's been earning rave reviews on and off the field. I give the slight edge to Matt Lee over Javion Cohen and Inez Cooper, but I think Matt Lee is going to be that dude this year. Defensive tackle. Um, I hope other guys can step up and make this a real conversation, but Leonard Taylor. LT is my easy answer until proven otherwise. He's going to be, I believe, one of the most outstanding defensive tackles in the country, uh, let alone most outstanding on Miami. For edge rusher, this one was not easy. Okay, so take you in my thought process on this one. There was a tug of war in my brain on this one between Akeem Mesidor and Nigel Kelly with, you know, some other guys, uh, especially some of the newcomers like Ruben Bain and even Jaden Wayne. Well, what if they can step up this year? But I'm going with Nigel the freak. I think there's just something special about Nigel with his bend, with the way that he came on late last year and carrying that into the spring. For as much as I think Mesidor is an excellent player and a future NFL player, because I think he's going to get drafted next year, I think Nigel e. Kelly is the guy who's going to really stand out and just kind of go through the brick wall at that position and put himself on the map this year. Tell me if I'm wrong. Linebacker, this was another tough one, okay? But based on what I saw in the spring, I'm going to go with the other Maui Goa brother. So I'm expecting both these guys to have fantastic years. Kiko, Francisco Mauingoa, I think is going to be the most outstanding linebacker on the team this year. Now, this one I know is going to make some of you guys angry, and this was not an easy decision for me between Kiko and Wes Besaint, who I also love. I think the two of those guys are both going to be fantastic this year, 
But based on what I saw in spring football, I'm going to give the ever so slightest edge to Kiko to be the most outstanding linebacker this year. Safety. This is the absolute easiest one. Not only will Cam Kinchins be the best safety on Miami's team this year, he's going to be the best, if not top two or three in the entire country this year. So Cam is the man. Cornerback. I'm going to go with Devontae Brown. I'm going to go with Devontae Brown. I think there's something special about his combination of size and physicality, the transfer from UCF. I think Devontae Brown is going to be a starter, and I think he's really going to put himself on the map at Miami in a way he couldn't do playing at UCF. And then I'll also go with outstanding player at the star. Now, I'm not exactly sure which of Miami's other defensive backs who have come in that may get an opportunity to play that position, but I think to Corey Couch, who's definitely playing that position, I think that's probably going to be the guy. And I like the fact that Couch, who we had a chance to speak to during spring football, he's really been working hard in the strength and conditioning program. He's added a lot of quality muscle and weight while not losing any of his speed. So I think to Corey Couch is going to be the guy at the star position, kicker and punter. Pretty darn obvious. Let's go with Andy Borigalis and his magnificent mustache to be the best kicker. And let's go with the new Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Let's go with Dylan Joyce as the best punter. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of competition for either of those guys. So there you have it. You guys let me know in the comments. YouTube or on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Canes, and we will follow you back. Who's going to be the best Miami Hurricane at every position during the 2023 football season? And folks, we're only getting started here on this new episode of Locked on Canes because uh, ask and ye shall receive. Over the last couple of days, we've talked about a lot of different position groups that Miami is recruiting. We haven't talked a whole lot about the offensive line. So there's a couple of offensive line prospects I really want to focus on. And we're also going to answer some of you guys' questions from Twitter and from our exclusive SMS texting community on subtext. So you want to keep it locked right here. We're only getting started on a new Locked on Canes. You know why I've got a pep in my step today, despite the fact that uh, these germs are trying to get me down? Because I'm feeling cool and I'm feeling comfortable in my new Bird Dogs shorts. Guys, I am absolutely loving these. I wake up in the morning. And I put on my bird dog shorts. First of all, they make my legs look amazing. Like I didn't think at 38 years old and I haven't consistently worked out my legs in like seven years. I didn't think my legs could look this good. Bird dogs does that for me. I'm down here in South Florida where it's really hot. These bird dog shorts, they're for any occasion. I can wear these by the pool, uh, smoking some cigars, drinking some adult beverages. I can wear these out on the golf course. I can wear these walking around town. I can wear these at home. They're comfortable enough for lounging, and they've got just the perfect amount of stretch that make them extra comfortable, guys. And they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts anywhere that I go down here in South Florida. These shorts feel like summer. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter our promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler. I love this thing with every single order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college with our code locked on college. Thank you so much for making locked on canes. Your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube and for the everydayers over the weekend, we're going to talk with Chalupa Batman, who, by the way, we love Chalupa. He's now a weekend regular on the show. Chalupa Batman is a weekly weekend regular here on Locked on Canes. 
We're also going to talk with 2023 preferred walk-on quarterback Max Lawrence, who's now a Kane. He's going to join us over the weekend. And guys, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, you want to join our exclusive SMS texting community through subtext. I send you guys messages directly from my phone to your phone, including one-on-ones, breaking news, recruiting scoops, opinions, episode previews. I give you guys the opportunity to send me questions to ask and answer on these shows on Locked on Canes. So I'm going to include the link in the show description below. Uh, it's completely free for the first 14 days. If you like it, after 14 days, opt in $4.99 a month. We add give you a lot of added value there. So I'm going to include the link in the show description below to join our exclusive show community here on Subtext. So a couple of offensive linemen that I want to get into. And I, I was talking with Chalupa Batman, and he was like, hey, let's talk more about the offensive line. Here you go, my friend. So someone that Alex Mirabal is really connecting with now and – Coach Mirabal, uh, among others in a Miami contingent, they were at IMG Academy this week for IMG spring game. And one of the offensive linemen Mirabal was watching is four-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton. Six foot six, 285 pounds. This young man, uh, I, I feel like I know him just talking with my guy Brian Smith about him because Brian, my colleague, was out at IMG spring game and spoke to him in person extensively. This guy has worked so hard to become a better football player and a better athlete. He told Brian all about how Jordan Seaton, you know, used to be uh, just one of those big, massive dudes at about 330 pounds. But he decided, and this is when he's like 16, 17 years old, he makes this decision. He worked his butt off to get here. He decided he couldn't bend the right way and he just wasn't quick enough at 330. So this guy completely changed his lifestyle, completely changed his diet, completely changed his workout habits, and was able to drop from 330 down to about 285, 287. He dropped about 50 pounds in order make, to make himself a better offensive lineman. Brian Smith wrote about him. He literally reminded me, Brian said, of one of the incredibly uh, of the incredibly lean and athletic Tyron Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. No lie. As the six foot six, 285 pound athlete recruit was running around the field at IMG like someone that weighed 50 pounds less than he actually did. Uh, Brian says on Jordan Seaton that he probably won't decide his destination or make a verbal commitment until probably the end of his next high school season because he wants to take some of his official visits over the summer and the rest during the fall. So if Miami does end up getting an OV from Jordan Seaton, that would probably happen in the fall during the season uh, because Seton basically confirmed that Miami is like the new kid on the block in his recruitment, that there were other schools that were more heavily on him. And now Miami is fully in the mix and he's connecting with Miami's coaches on a pretty special level. He said, uh, he also says that Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state have been doing well recruiting him. He does plan to take an official visit to LSU. Here's a quote that Seton gave to uh, inside the U he said, me and Coach Mirabal just connected. He said, him coming in like this has been good. He's an O-line guy. He got Panay Sewell. And as you know, Mario Cristobal is an O-line guy, coaching O-line himself. He, being able to get new interest from the Canes has been good, he said. Uh, so he said about Miami, he told this, I think it was to either Gabby Yerudia or David Lake at Inside the U. He says, expect an unofficial visit right now. So he's going to be coming uh, soon for an unofficial visit. If I like it, they will get an OV, he said. Expect an unofficial, though. Expect something in June or June, July. So 
yeah, Jordan Seaton is going to be on campus soon. And, um, you know, I asked uh, Brian, who was out there watching him, you know, what side of the field he favors. And Brian told me left tackle all day that Jordan Seaton is looking like uh, an up and coming left tackle. And by the way, Seaton is actually really close with Samson Okunlola, the pancake honcho, because Seaton originally he's a Northeast guy before he came down to IMG. And he says that he and pancake honcho talk a lot and they give each other tips and they built a close bond. He also obviously knows uh, uh, CC Maui Goa uh, a little bit from, you know, him being a former IMG guy as well. So he is tight with a couple of Miami's current uh, offensive tackle, true freshmen. So hopefully Miami can keep building that with Jordan Seaton. And then another offensive lineman to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I know uh, Gabby at Inside the U seems to think uh, Miami's moving heavily up his list. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida offensive lineman from Andrew Jackson High, Derek Plaz. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's spelled D-E-R-Y-C and then the last name P-L-A-Z-Z. So I'm going to call him Derek Plaz until until it's proven otherwise. Uh, he's got an official visit. We saw him confirm this yesterday. He's got an OV with Miami locked in for June 16th. It sounds like Alex Mirabal really likes this player. Um, it looks like probably right tackle might be his favored uh, position. Um, it seems to be down between Miami and NC State for him. So we we're going to see how that one goes there with Derek Plaz. But that is definitely someone to keep an eye on here. Uh, we get this question from our guy Derek in Nashville who wants to know, hey, are we taking another quarterback? I think he means for the class of 2024. Are we taking another quarterback? If not, do we go into the portal after this season? Still three on scholarship. Uh, that's assuming Van Dyke leaves after this year. I would think four to five is the goal. So, okay, it's interesting because I've noticed that um, for Miami, and I think a lot of this is because they're liking Judd Anderson more and more and more the longer this process goes. Like he just had a, a really good performance at Elite 11, and we talked to Judd yesterday. So tech, check out that episode in case you missed it. Judd Anderson was on with us. Um, it seems like things have quieted down in terms of Miami looking for other quarterbacks in the class of 2024. Honestly, I think the right move would probably be to try and shoot bigger in the portal next year, right? Assuming Van Dyke moves on to the NFL, and I hope he's able to do that and get drafted really, really high. Then you've got Jakari Brown and Emery Williams and Judd Anderson. All three of these guys are really promising. And then maybe you add like an experienced portal guy into the mix to take up that fourth scholarship. So uh, until proven otherwise, it looks like Miami may have quieted down 2024 quarterback recruiting. So I think that the move would probably be to get somebody in the portal. But we'll see how that plays out. It's a very good question, Derek. Uh, we've got questions on the other side uh, about the overall direction of the program. And man, one of you guys is trying to get me to predict a four win improvement. Oh, man, that's a. Uh... That's a lot of extra wins from last year. Four-win improvement. We'll see if you can talk me into that in a second. And uh, we also get a question. This is something that did happen yesterday that we didn't have a chance to cover yesterday. Uh, a Miami safety target, Andre Sam, did pick someone else. So are we done in the transfer portal? We will get to all of that and more when we come back here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We are available free. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods, we are available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, we will have at least two episodes this weekend because we're going to talk with Chalupa Batman and we're going to talk with Max Lawrence, 2023 Miami Hurricanes quarterback commit. 
Uh, so you want to make sure you keep it locked right here throughout the week on Locked on Canes. Question here from LL Cool Matt on our subtext community. And again, if you guys want to join our exclusive SMS texting community, click the link below in the show description to join our subtext community completely free for the first 14 days. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. Uh, LL Cool Matt says, hey, with all the work and the changes put in this offseason, how are you feeling about the direction of the program? I'm feeling about as great as you can feel. Um in may you know before before they because obviously last season was was rough at five and seven uh so about as good as i can possibly feel coming off of five and seven season before you play any games uh again uh, in 2023 and it's because since that five and seven season miami has locked up a top seven recruiting class and a top 10 transfer portal class you have addressed most of your very most important needs. Maybe you could have done a little bit better at defensive tackle, but you have addressed most of your needs, including wide receiver in spades. Okay. Um, I believe you have made positive decisions on the coaching staff because Kevin Beard is proven and he's a Miami guy. I think he's going to do great. Tim Harris Jr. Also bleeds orange and green. He's an excellent running backs coach and recruiter. I think Miami did great there. Lance Gidry, defensive coordinator. I'm going to come out and say it. Uh, I think this guy is going to be the steal of the offseason. And if Miami does have a winning season this year, I think Lance Guidry is going to be a, uh, a, a you know, I, I know people hate when I bring this up because of a recent offensive coordinator, but Lance Guidry can end up being a Broyles Award finalist. I, I think he's that special at defensive coordinator. I am that high on Lance Guidry. And hopefully Shannon Dawson's new offense and the work he does with quarterbacks is going to breathe, uh, breathe new life there. So, Honestly, as it comes to the direction of the program, stacking talent, uh, I think making proper moves on your coaching staff this time around. I trust Mario Cristobal as the CEO to get everything done here. I'm feeling really good about the overall direction of the program, about as good as you can feel coming off a of five and seven season. OK, uh, we get a similar question from Andy, who says, hey, I know the record last year was five and seven, but they've upgraded most of the position and coaches. Do you think these changes can buy at least four plus wins? He says, honestly, I think that nine plus wins is very realistic this year. I have them beating two out of Texas A&M, FSU and Clemson. All right. You guys know my rule. I'm not making any win loss predictions in May. I don't make these until the week before the season starts. All right. So Andy, I love you. Uh, I, I think four, I'll just say four plus wins is very ambitious. Uh, you guys tell me if you agree, because I have no doubt um, Miami is going to be deeper with talent. And I also think that the players you have now are a lot more quote unquote Mario guys who understand what this coach is all about and who want to be here. And a lot of these guys are going to get along together. I think the locker room is going to be more harmonious. So um, the only guarantee that I've made heading into next year is they're going to win more than five games. You're saying nine plus. I'll see it when I believe it. Uh, I think Texas a I think Texas A&M at home can be beatable, and Miami will probably be favored in that game. But I can tell you, Florida State on the road is going to be really, really, really tough. Did you see they just added Keon Coleman? Ah, Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman in the, in the same receiving core is not going to be an easy thing to deal with. Uh, and, you know, obviously Clemson is always tough and, and they've they've handed it to Miami for the past several years, the past several times they've faced off with one another. So 
Uh, Andy, I will say I love your enthusiasm, and I hope you're right. I hope you're right, because if Miami wins nine-plus games this year, I'm going streaking, like Will Ferrell in old school. I'm going streaking down past the quad to the KFC, wherever it was that he went. That's what I'm doing if Miami wins nine-plus games this year. We get a question from 305 Boy, who says, uh, with Andre Sam committing to LSU, do you think we're okay with the safeties on the roster? Yeah, so you know we talked about it this week that Andre Sam, despite the fact that he's been with Lance Guidry at several different stops, his recruitment in the transfer portal got a little complicated, and LSU really wanted him, and he's a Louisiana guy, so that was probably a bucket list thing for him to play with LSU for a year. So LSU ended up winning out on his recruitment, okay? Um, but listen, I think um, I, I wanted the depth and the experience that Andre Sam would have brought. I think safety can be okay, but it really depends on James Williams because Cam Kinchins, we know all American, he's going to be fine. Okay. James Williams, we're, we know he's capable of amazing things. He's got to put it together consistently this year in a way he hasn't done for the last couple of years. This is so dependent on James Williams. He has first round NFL draft pick type of talent. He just needs to put it together consistently for this year. If he can do that, we're not going to be thinking about Andre Sam in October or November. Like, oh, you remember when that guy might be coming here? We're not going to give that any concern, okay? And then depth beyond, like, Kinchins and Williams are the likely starters, okay? And I think James can definitely benefit from Lance Gidry's scheme and coaching. Uh, for depth, Markeith Williams looked much improved to me during spring football. I think he can step up a little bit more this year. Caleb Spencer, he's a true freshman, but I think he's physically mature enough to help a little bit this year. That guy plays big and physical. I'm also not sleeping on Brian Ballum either. Uh, you remember he was in the transfer portal but decided to stay. I believe when he decided to stay in Miami, a lot of that had to do with Gidry making him feel like he can play and that he's really wanted here and that he can contribute this season. So, um, there, there's some unproven depth on Miami's safety unit, and it's thin. It's thin, okay? But I think we can be okay as long as James Williams has the type of year I know he's capable of having. Because believe me, that dude wants to be a first-round draft pick. Go out there and show us, James. Go out there and show us, and Miami's going to be okay. Um, so a couple notes here before we wrap it up. Norchad Omir, talking hoops. Yeah, hoops. Norchad Omir, he tested the NFL draft waters, but he decided to uh, remove his name from consideration. So that's good news because it means he's back at Miami next year. So Norchad Omir, the rebounding machine, the athletic undersized big man who is six foot seven, but he plays like he's six eleven. Norchad Omir is going to be back next year, uh, and I expected it. You know, I, I didn't think uh, I didn't think he was going to get favorable draft grades. Probably like uh, undrafted free agent or late second round pick type of situation. So I, I think he made the right decision, not only for me, but also oops, move my microphone there. I think he also made the right decision for himself because I think he can raise up his draft stock even more for next year. I want to throw a shout out to our listener, Al. And I want to thank you for your service to our country because Al reminded me on Fridays, he always wears red to support the troops. And also thank you to war beast who served as well. A couple of our listeners and 
I didn't have anything solid red in the closet, weirdly enough, but I do have, uh, I'm doing my best here with this red stripe on my Inter Milan jersey, who are in the Champions League final for a couple of weeks from now, by the way. So I'm very excited for that. So I, I wore as much red as I could. And I want to thank you guys for your service. And guys, let me know, because I would venture to guess that Al and Warbeast are probably not the only people who listen to this and watch this who have served our country. So if if you have served, let me know in the comments on YouTube. Let me know on Twitter at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us, we will follow you back because uh, I want to I want to have the opportunity to thank you guys for all you've done for our country. And I wanted to shout out our newest five star review on Apple podcast because you guys know if you leave us a five star review on Apple, I like to shout these out. This might be the most epic review we've ever received. This dude, Jake, he wrote me an essay. Jake, God, you must be an English teacher or something. Thank you so much. This is awesome. He says, I know, I know. You're inundated with information and media from all corners of life, whether it's what you need to eat to who you should vote for. Our infotainment echo chamber is full of people screaming at us, demanding our attention and that we be outraged about something. He's not wrong about that. Put it all out of your mind, he says. Drown out the meaningless chatter and focus on what truly matters in our brief time on this planet, the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> Nearly every day, you can have 20 to 30 minutes of Canes-only news. This is what you need every day for your mental and emotional health, he says. And there is only one man who can do that for you, Alex Dono. Yes, there are a lot of UM podcasts out there, and they are great. Listen to them all. But at the top of your list must be Locked on Canes. You need this. You deserve this. Subscribe to his subtext service. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube or wherever you get your pods. Do it now. You will thank me later and go Canes. Jake, I can't thank you enough. That was the most epic <laughs> review. I mean, I appreciate everybody who gives us five-star reviews, but you just wrote me an English paper and I freaking love it. Thank you so much. And guys, we will talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.